Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. Hey, listen, when the podcast is over, do us a favor and leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, it's important for Eric's ego. He's He gets smiley faces and, and frowny faces, depending on the review. So, uh, Also, listen, if you're uh, if you're looking for a community to reach out to and talk with other like-minded contractors, uh, join our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. And if you're looking to step up your game and, and uh, take your sales game to the next level, learn more about marketing and uh, how to track your KPIs in your business, you can check out our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. You can go to our website at hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club to learn more about that. And speaking of marketing, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the seven touches of marketing and are they required? Eric, what's your thoughts on this? I'm thinking you and I are going to be brawling a little bit tonight, throwing blows. You want to you want to throw down tonight? I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling skippy. <laughs> Listen, the, the seven touches is, it's classic. It's the, the seven principles of marketing. You know, I mean, the thought process behind the seven touches, for those of you who don't know it, it's like they see your truck, they see a YouTube video, they hear about you from a friend. They run into a business card at the, you know, they think about the seven visualizations of, of someone and it etches into their mind. And then on the seventh touch, that's when you're supposed to get that client. I mean, that's, that's the principles behind seven touches. Yeah. If you go back a little bit more uh, old school, it was more like you sent out seven mailers in the mail. You know what I mean? You had to yeah, do yeah. like seven, seven direct mail pieces before they would finally call you. For sure. And then that kind of translated over, like you said, into, you know, just basically seven different contacts, you know, whether they see a, your brand or they talk to you or whatever it is, it's just seven touches before they hire you. Yeah. I think that's a bunch of malarkey. Malarkey. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Don't cuss at us like this. This is, this is, that's like explicit kind of shit you're talking about there. I know. Watch your I, language. I, this is a family show. This is, Yeah. You're pushing me. I may, I may actually have to use harsher words than malarkey. Good. I'm hoping for it. Yeah. I mean, for, as far as marketing goes, that's why, you know, you're handing out business cards. You, they, you have a, a truck, you have two, three trucks. They see your trucks around town. Like then you get out of the truck and you're wearing a shirt. Like that's why it's so important as, as doing the marketing for your company to think about all those different ways you can potentially have that visual touch. Or, yeah, the visual touch to your clients. Or audio. I mean, thinking audio, like podcast is audio, right? So like, you have to have those different vehicles to connect with people. But do you, though? Do you have to have all those different vehicles? I mean, that's that's my argument. Do you have to have every form of marketing out there in order to get business? So, I mean, the direct answer is no. But a lot of marketing that is done, like we're helping contractors 
track their marketing. So you're taking a phone call. Hey, how did you hear about us? You know, and, and you're like communicating with the client and they mention, hey, I saw your truck. Hey, I found you on YouTube. Oh, you're on Instagram. You're my favorite. Blah, blah, blah. Like, like you, you're asking those things. But in the past, a lot of times, I think it was just, you know, you did the marketing. You didn't really know what was working, right? I mean, that's, that's really the old school contracting or um, business mind is like you just throw marketing out there and you're not sure what's working. So you just keep throwing mud on the wall. And as long as your sales, you know, dominate the amount of money you're spending on marketing, it kind of played out. But people are more savvy nowadays where they're like tracking and they're being thoughtful about the money they spend. So, yeah, I mean, so yes and no to your answer. Well, all all marketing works. I mean, literally all types of marketing works, even bad marketing works. Even those magnets that I absolutely freaking hate on the side of trucks work, right? The question is to what degree? You know what I mean? Like if you do direct mail marketing and you send out 50,000 pieces and you get one phone call, it worked. Technically, it worked because you got one phone call. But, you know, if you spend $5,000 on those 50,000 pieces and you only get a a $500 sale out of it, it's probably not a very good marketing tactic to use, right? Right. Well... To me, that that doesn't work. So that doesn't translate. So that would be a no. Okay, I got a phone call, but I didn't didn't get the ROI. So the, if I don't hit the ROI, it doesn't work. So yeah, it worked, but it didn't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's well, but that's that's my point. Is that if you're not tracking that, how do you know, right? Because yeah. what if you get what if that one piece that you you sent out five fifty thousand flyers, you spent five thousand, and you land a hundred thousand dollar job from that one flyer or one that one lead? Did it work? Well, yeah. So this is funny because I have a contractor buddy of mine, one of my peers that I communicate with. He was on like Home Advisor, which I we're not officially sponsored by Home Advisor yet. So just throwing that out. No, we would never be sponsored by freaking Home Advisor. (laughs) Well, I'm just telling you, hey, never say never, son. No, I'm saying never. We're never being sponsored by Home Advisor. He was he was with Home Advisor, and so he was like, "Dude, I've been here for four months. I'm paying six hundred a month." Da 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 da. He's all you know, upset about it. And then like he sells this project for like 80,000. And then, you know, but meanwhile, I'm like talking to him, consulting with him, helping him out, doing whatever. And then he's just bitching about home advisor and the leads and this and that and the other. And then come to find out, he's like, I'm like, how did you get this job anyways? He's like home advisor. He's all pissed and shit. I'm like, so you spent 2,500, we have an $80,000 job, but is this not translating well to you? I, that kind of translates well to me, but you're complaining. So like, it's all perspective, right? So, but if he only got one job, but he's spending that money every month and he feels like, hey, I thought my phone would be ringing off the hook. So that still translated well in the ROI if he bid it correctly, right? But I mean, there's an extreme of what you're talking about. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it, again, if you're not tracking it, how will you know? You know what I'm saying? You hire someone or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Angie's List, Home Advisor. You hire an agency, whatever, and you're spending $1,500, $2,500, $5,000 a month in marketing, but you have no clue if it works or not. Well, right. I mean, there's there's a, a true testimony to that person's not tracking their KPIs and then not not making business decisions based on their on tracking their key performance indicators, right? 
So if he's like, hey, I spent 2500 like he, he writes the check and his girl is probably like, oh my God, this is so much money. We just keep paying it every month. How does it work? But if he's not going, hey, I received this many phone calls and you know I'm, I'm tracking this many leads. I have this, many, this much potential and I sold this one project for 80000 It's okay. You should write that check and smile instead of being upset about it. And so that would be a scenario of that. But again, that's, that's not back to seven touches. The seven touches is really what I want to talk about. Yeah, I was going to bring it back to that. But I would say one last thing on that is that you, you can be spending $2,500 on, on one type of marketing that does work. However, it's possible that that same $2,500 in a different median would work even more. You would actually have an even higher return, right? So if you only have $2,500 to spend and you don't know which one's working the best, Yes, you could be getting returns. You could sell an $80,000 job, but that same $2,500 spent on maybe Google pay-per-clicks could have brought you in $200,000. You see what I'm saying? So tracking that stuff's important. I wanted to say this real quick before you chime in on that because I see you breathing. You're getting ready to, to pounce on me with your comment. <laughs> Quit trying to eat the microphone, Eric. Hey, I, on our free group, I was looking up while you were talking, and one of the things that we do every Friday, I post a question about leads. Are you tracking your leads? And this is a perfect example of of tracking your leads. One of our uh, members says that he had one from his Google pay-per-click. He has a, a, a siting like website. He has like a separate website. He had five leads from his gutter site. He had one from a best pick report book. I'm assuming that's like a local kind of, you know, advertisement book. He had one generated from a gutter salesman and then he had one from a previous customer. So, and that was just in the past week. So that's a, that's a perfect example of tracking your numbers. And so he know, or tracking your leads. So he knows exactly where he can put his effort into and see his maximum return. Right. Well, also, that's the importance. If if he's tracking his leads and he knows that the Google pay-per-click gave him X amount of leads and he gave this much in estimates and sold this much in work, when it comes time at the end of the month and he has to write a check for X amount of dollars, he should feel comfortable to say, you know what, I think I'm going to hold off on this. I don't think I'm getting the yield that I want. I've been doing it for this amount of time, which is that's going to translate back to the seven touches in like seven magazine articles or 17 direct mailers or whatever, right? So he should be able to write that check and feel really confident like, hey, I feel comfortable about this. Or, hey, if I don't get the yield that I'm looking for in the next two months, then I'm going to be probably, I'm going to pull the trigger and he's being thoughtful. He has like, he's making decisions, not just on a whim, not just on his gut. He's actually making decisions based on, you know, the statistics. Yes. And we went way far left from the seven touches, but there's a reason why I brought up these, these picks here. Because if the one he's got, he's got one from his sighting site, five from his gutter site. Are those seven touches? How did, how did he get to seven touches? Did they see his truck first and then go to his website, fill it out? Did they search Google and find his website? Did they see him in the magazine? Did his neighbor talk about, like, how did he get to seven touches? Did he get to seven touches? I like that. That's good. That's really good. Because I think that nowadays people do their due diligence in social proofing. They're going to check a review. 
which I know you'll get all happy and giddy about when I say that. They'll go to the, the person's website and see how it's formatted. They might, if they, all the social media platforms are up there, they might click on Facebook or Instagram. And so just from that pay-per-click, they might get into five touches right there because they're doing their social proofing, right? And well, what do you call them touches, though? I mean, how, how is he getting five touches right there? Because he's like, I'm looking for Pond Construction, Southern California. Google touches, Google sends it. Hey, check out this guy, and I paid for that or whatever. So they end up on the website, and then they might migrate to the YouTube channel, which is basically a different touch. So they went from the pay per click. Now they're watching videos. So now I'm speaking to them in in live, in like in this in a format, like I'm a you know on TV. And they go, oh, that's cool. And then I go, hey, check us out on Instagram. And then they go, oh, okay. So then they they're like they might mention it to the wife. Hey, he's on Instagram and Pinterest. And then. He goes to sleep, whatever, goes to work. He hears there's a podcast. So he listens to the podcast on the way to work the next day while his wife is looking on Pinterest. So that's how the touches are starting to move around. I don't know about you, but I don't have that much time to do that much research. Yeah, but most people do. I mean, most people that are going to look to spend 25 grand, 30 grand on a pond, they want to do their due diligence. You're just, you're busy in your business working and you got kids and t-ball and, you know, trying to buy flowers for your wife so she's not mad at you. Like, like you got a lot of shit going on. But if you were going to spend 30 grand on a, on a pond, you might go, hmm, I'm going to study this for a minute. Let me just check a couple of things out. Let me do my due diligence. Well, yeah, the due diligence. I'm glad. I'm so glad you said that, Eric, because that is a perfect segue into what I believe is the most important marketing you should do, and why I believe that you don't even need seven touches in order to do this. Can you guess what it is? I will literally punch you in the face right now. Why? <laughs> why would you want to be so violent? Well, because you know we we already argued about this before we started the podcast. Yeah, because you know I'm right. No, you're you're totally wrong. Now, I, like, I'm not going to discount the fact that it is very important what you're talking about, but I don't I don't attach a great deal of importance to it. I'm not going to say you do not you don't need it. But you do not you do not no, no, you don't need it. But <laughs> I think you know you're putting too much importance on it. All right, this, the suspense is over. Listen, in my opinion. Now, I don't have a doctorate in marketing. I'm not a marketing expert guru person that has it all figured out. Okay, that's that's my vanguarding here. But in my opinion, and based on what I've seen, what I have studied, what I have experienced firsthand, the most important thing you should be doing is reviews. Wrong. Is getting... <laughs> reviews. Trust me on this. Trust me. Okay, so I hate to prove you wrong in front of all 10 people that listen to our podcast, but... Please do. Listen, this is the way I look at marketing. Hopefully, no, this is, this is serious. I hope this gives you perspective. Marketing, to me, is I want to tell people that I'm a pond builder. I'm, I got a special this month. You know, I change people's lives with water, blah, blah, like whatever, how I want to do this, Right. And then I, I put a marketing piece out there, a direct mailer, whatever it's going to be, a Google campaign, a YouTube campaign, whatever it's going to be, I'm going to put it out there. Now, that should make the phone ring. Here's where what you're saying is important because once they touch my marketing piece, 
they're going to do their due diligence and they're going to search who I am and what I've done. And let's see how his, he's performed in the past. And then that second touch could be, hey, let's see how he's performed. Let me check his reviews. But getting people to give you reviews is not marketing. Like that's not a marketing piece. It's a very important touch, but it's not going to like people don't go like, I want to get a pond. I'm going to go search reviews and see if I can find a pond builder. Like they use that as a tool to verify whether you're a good dude or not. For those listening that didn't actually catch what just happened, Eric just confessed that he does not know how to use Google. (laughs) How people search, dude, people, people search for stuff on Google. That's the first thing they do every time. But but it doesn't go straight to reviews. Yes, it does. When you search on Google, it pulls up all of the businesses and all of their reviews. It shows them right there. It literally is the first thing you see. Tell me this, if somebody's looking for a pond, they want somebody to build a pond. They don't know anybody, okay? This is obviously if your neighbor, if you built a pond for your neighbor, I mean, if you built a pond for a customer, their neighbor is going to go ask them who did it, right? That's a referral. I mean, nobody's debating that referrals are the best source of leads that you can get, right? But as far as touches where someone doesn't know who you are, when they go search online and they search for a pond builder and there's 30 of them that come up in your city and yours has, you know, 150 reviews and you have a 4.9 star rating and the next guy down has 30 reviews and a 4.7, they're going to call you first every single time. It's a no brainer. It's almost guaranteed. They're going to call you first. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to hire you, but you're going to be the first company they call because you have three times the amount of reviews as the company down the next guy in line. So we're talking like we're talking marketing campaign. So if I do a marketing campaign, the second touch would be review. So you're just saying like every person on the planet that wants to get work done, they're going to go to Google and say, my name's Joe and I want to get a bathroom remodel done. I live in Indiana, Keokuk, Iowa. And then, then, then that would be, I could see how it feeds you people and their reviews. But that's not totally how, not everyone is doing that. You're putting, I think, maybe too much importance on that. Now, I, I agree. You caught me a little bit with my pants like halfway down, but not really. I know. I know, I know. All the way down. No, 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 no. They weren't around my yeah. ankles. They were like just. I, not only did I catch you with your pants. No, down. no. My butt cheeks were showing. I caught you with around your ankles, and you were you were bent over. No. That's how bad it was. No, 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 no. Look, <laughs> look. YouTube, YouTube is a massive search engine. So you could just put pond construction because I want to know about it. I want to learn about it. I want to find out more about pond construction. And now they're starting to see things. Then they find people, then they look at them up and they find their website and they end up in their podcast and their Instagram. And then they go, hey, let me me review this guy. So not every single touch comes through the Google search engine into reviews and into the phone call. Hey, Brad, Team Handy, come and uh, give me a free estimate. I agree with you that not every single lead comes through Google. Pull your pants up right now, Brad. I'm not, I didn't even say Just, that. Yeah, you did. I didn't even say that. Put your belt back on. I did not say every single lead comes through Google. Come on now. Don't be silly. I don't want to talk Just about seven touches. because you don't know how to turn your computer on, no. Eric. I don't want to talk about seven touches when your pants are hanging that low, bro. Let's talk. Pull them up. 
and let's talk about seven touches. Listen, the seven touches are dead. That's it. I said it. The cat's out of the bag. I'm going to actually agree with you on that. I'm, I'm going to agree with you 100%, hands down. And I got a little story to tell about that, if that's cool with you. Go ahead. So for years, it's been the six degrees of separation. Are you familiar with that? The six degrees of separation? Isn't that like the Kevin Bacon thing? Probably. I'm not a huge, okay. I'm not a huge fan of something else. I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Bacon. But the six degrees of separation is like, it's been this, you know, thing forever where you can think of your favorite person in the world, any person in the world, and you're only six degrees away from actually knowing that person or standing next to them or shaking their hand. And I believe that with social media and the internet and the way things are now, I believe that window is super, super shortened. I mean, it could be two degrees, three degrees of separation. I think the six is way out the door. So I would say, I would agree with you. I, don't, I think seven touches has definitely shortened up. Okay. This is why I'm saying reviews are important. People are impatient today. They don't... One thing that I don't think you're taking into consideration, Herrick, is that you your business is a luxury business, meaning ponds are a luxury service. Not most people don't have ponds. I would say a lot of people can't even afford to have ponds. So that's a more of a niche. It's a very niche luxury type of service, right? So yes, people who are, are going to go spend $40,000 on a pond are going to do some research first. They're not just going to go online and search for, you know, I need a pond and then they find you on a review and they hire you. Like that's probably not the, the most likely avenue that they find you right but for other businesses that do you know like seamless gutters and siding and windows and heating companies and refrigeration and electricians and plumbers and all the service-based businesses and even bathroom remodeling and stuff like that those are going to be people that will go online and search they will search for you know a handyman in my town and that's where they're going to find on Google, they're going to find those reviews popping up. Those are the types of jobs where, you know, maybe they're only $1,500 jobs. Maybe they're $500 jobs. Maybe they're 5000 Those types of jobs, people are not going to do a ton of research on. They're not going to go and social proof you a, a whole lot. I would say the higher the dollar amount, the more social proofing that has to happen. The more touches that probably have to happen. But I mean, there's people that literally will do a Google pay-per-click or they'll search for handyman in my town. They click on my pay-per-click, Google pay-per-click, go to my website, fill out my form. We schedule a job. Like there's no seven touches. There's no conversation. There's no phone call. There's no marketing. None of that stuff happens. I'll buy that. So that's, that's why I go back to reviews and why reviews are so important. Once I started getting reviews, in the past year and a half, I've added like, I don't know, total of between Facebook and Google because that's honestly, that's the only two platforms that matter as far as reviews go. Now, there is one caveat and I'll, I'll get to it in a second. But as far as those two go, I've added like over 150 reviews in the past year and a half. And because of that, my phone rings nonstop, nonstop. So the one caveat I would say is that Yelp which I absolutely freaking hate Yelp with a passion. We're not officially sponsored by Yelp yet. Nor nor will we ever be sponsored by Yelp. 
But there are some cities, it's typically bigger cities like Chicago, your big, you know, huge cities, New York, where Yelp is the number one preferred source for reviews. And if you're in those cities, you are, you kind of have to advertise or get reviews on Yelp. Or you have to go back to old school marketing and go a different route. Or go back to old school marketing. And ignore that kind of stuff. Your point's well taken. I mean, I am very niche and I do believe that the more money someone spends, they're going to social proof more and they're going to look more. You know, if, if you want to get an expensive vehicle, you're going to, you're probably going to look for reviews if it's, if it's been returned, if there's been any warranties, if there's any recalls, things like that. You're going to look for things like that. But you're also going to look for, you're going to go to YouTube and see what the videos are like. You're going to see what the accessories might be. You're going to see, you know, what the gas mileage is like. Those kind of things. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to touch a lot of things like that. So I can definitely see smaller ticket items. But I mean, if I'm going to have my house painted, I'm going to do a little social proofing. It's going to cost me 15 to 30 grand, right? I'm going to do some social proofing, look look through things. So I guess, I guess it kind of, look, this is the reason I told you this topic is so subjective. It depends on the business type, the business model, the years in business, all those things kind of get started. If you just started your business, you don't have that many clients, you're not going to get that many reviews. So you have to lean into like old traditional style, get word of mouth, do some yard signs, do some, you know, make sure your uniforms are correct. Make sure your website's intact. Make sure you have some social media happening. Like those would be the pieces of the puzzle that would be more important than getting the reviews. But then coupling all your hits, all your visits with your clients, it'd be like, hey, it'd be really great if you could give me a review. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Now, you have to have the whole package, obviously. You can't just have reviews and nothing else. No wraps on your vehicles, you know, no nothing on your shirts, no website, nothing. Like you have that's that's a an accessory to your marketing. But I'm glad you said yard signs because again, I don't I I think yard signs are worthless for the most part. And I will even like I'll even eat my own words here because I know that yard signs do work. One of our members in our group told me last week that he sold a $45,000 job from a yard sign. Right. But that I would say that's an exception. That's probably not the rule. Most people do yard signs wrong. And I'm not going to get into all of that. But they want to put all this crap on there, their phone number, their website, their you know business logo. They want to put pictures of the job. They want to have a QR code. They want to do all this and have all this crap on their yard sign. And nobody can read that when they're driving down the road. However, if you're in a subdivision and you have a lot of foot traffic, yard signs do work, right? Because people are walking their dog or whatever, riding their bike. They can see that sign. They can stop. They can get the information. So in that case, they do work. So all of these things work. Direct mail marketing works. You know, Google pay-per-click, yard signs, wraps, advertisement, radio, TV, like all of these things work in your business as far as marketing. But my key takeaway here is that if you're not tracking all of this, how are you going to know what works? And if you track it, you know that you don't necessarily have to have seven touches anymore. Uh, that that's questionable to me because here's an interesting twist because if I have a lot of competitors in town and they're doing a lot of marketing, I can actually get a touch from them. You know, they might have a marketing piece that touches the client and they're like, 
wow, I really, I think I'd like to get a, a pond. You know, and then they might call the person and he's a jackass over the phone. That's a second touch to get that waterfall or pond. So like, that's a really interesting twist if you think about it. it there is some validity to that. So like, they want to get a pond, they see one at a friend's house, they, you know, all this stuff happens and then they end up at your place. They check a couple things, they make a phone call, you come and visit them. And that's the, that's another touch. Hopefully it's the final touch when you visit them and you're signing contracts and collecting a check. Yeah, I guess I look at this a little bit differently than what most people do. For me, like the seven touches and, and really more or less marketing in general, I don't necessarily consider referrals as part of that, as part of your marketing. I mean, what I mean by is like, to me, if someone who who's never heard of you before gets some of your marketing and then hires you, that's that's marketing, right? Versus your neighbor refers you, which again, everyone knows that referrals are the best type of lead. But that's not a marketing aspect. You know what I mean? Like that's not actually marketing. Well, that's brand. That, that's branding. I mean, is it though? I mean, it's a, it's a if, well to me branding. Is, customer just branding is what people say about you, and so if your clients are saying good things about you and it's translating into them calling you, it's that's part of your branding, and that that's a different that's a different rabbit hole. It is. It is. I mean, if you're talking, I mean, your, your reputation is also your brand. So I would agree with you on that as far as branding, but. To me, marketing is whenever you're touching people that have never heard from you before, and then you do some type of marketing, direct mail, you know, pay-per-click, yard sign, wrap, whatever it is, they see you, they go, oh, I never heard of this company before. I need to have their service. I'm going to go look at them. You know what I mean? Like, that's how your marketing works. And then you, it, do you need seven touches? If they see your truck driving on the road, then they go to your website. That's two. And then they call you. That's three, right? And then where's the other four? Well, I mean, the show up is is a part of the touch, you know, because you have to you have to communicate with the people correctly and present your presentation, your estimate, and your bid. And so there, there's there's another touch, right? So is your apparel that you step out of the truck the way you look? Is that a touch? You know, it's like there's all these little nuances. So, I mean, look, if we go back super old school seven marketing pieces in the mail, the seventh one they're calling, you know, like I remember I used to do magazine ads, you know, and, and I would basically end up doing a campaign like for 12 months because I know like for the first seven months, I might get very few phone calls. It might have very little effectiveness, but after the seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 month, people go like, Hey, this guy's been around. He's not going anywhere. He keeps showing up. And so that's, that's where it came from. So I think we can agree that, seven touches is old school. We're going to agree that seven touches is not necessarily mandatory anymore. And the third most important thing I think we're agreeing on is you need the, you need the full package. You need to be able to touch people in 14 different ways from your trucks to your marketing, to the YouTubes, to the, you know, reviews, to your apparel, to what branding is people are saying about all those things really matter. And if you're doing them all really well, it might only take two touches to get to you signing papers and collecting money. Amen. I actually, I actually agree with you, Eric. That's, and that's, that says a lot. That was actually hard for me to say that. Yeah. We went from punching each other in the face to like hugging. You want to touch me right now, don't you? Um, let's keep this PG. All right. Okay, cool. So I don't think there's anything else to add to this. I think we should change it from seven touches to seven types. The seven types of marketing. I don't know what those are off the top of my head, but it just popped in my head. I like that. I think it sounds better. No, I like seven touches. It's way better. 
You want to fight again? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm taking us out. You got anything right, else you want to say? No, you good? Nope. All right. No, I'm done. Take us out of here. Thank you so much for lending us your attention tonight. It means a lot to us. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as we are enjoying recording them. Hit us up the review, subscribe, smash the five stars like you know we always want you to do. And uh, if you're looking forward to tying in with us, communicating more, you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Hammer and Grind Podcast. And uh, we'll catch you on the next download. Thank you so much. <laughs>